0: On today's show, the Hawks and Pelicans soar in the play-in. Which team has a better chance to become the eighth seed in their conference? And the Spurs and Hornets lose again in the play-in. What needs to change for these teams, for either of these teams, to get out of that 10th seed next year? We'll talk about that and more on tonight's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Check out the Locked On Now show on this channel as well. And joining me now, as always, on a Thursday, host of the Locked On Bulls podcast with Hayes. It's Pat, the designer. What you got for me, Pat?
1: Hey, listen, the play-in tournament's great, and then there's the night. Let's do it. (laughs) Jake and John got the good games, and here we go with ours. But there's big
0: storylines off of both of these games, right? We have the Hawks moving on, the Pelicans moving on. Both these teams could be in the playoffs this year. Like We could see both these teams in it, so... We're going to talk about that. The Hawks win 132 to 103 against the Hornets. The Hornets get blown out again in the play in game. The Pelicans win 113 to 103. The Spurs lose in the play in game again this year, but put up a little fight. Put up a little fight. And I'm really encouraged by the Spurs. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like they're going to take another step next year. We'll talk about that. But let's get into this first game. Let, let, let's start with the Pelicans. Let's start with this Pelicans game because I think this one, I thought this okay. one was a better was a better game. I'm, I'm switching it I was up. Looking
1: at Charlotte, just going like, <laughs> my God, what did you guys do?
0: <laughs> We're switching it up. The Hornets get to go last because they put up the least <laughs> amount of effort <laughs> defensively. The Pelicans win 113 to 103 in the first half. CJ McCollum at 27, my guy going off yeah. in the second quarter. I think I said last week on this podcast that I was very confident in the Pelicans to win this game because I thought Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum were the best two players in this game. And then, you know, sometimes when you leave the podcast and you, you like the podcast ends recording and you walk away and you're like, damn, I forgot about DeJounte Murray. Like, I'm this yeah. uh, DeJounte Murray. Should he be in that conversation? Should I have considered him more? Did I disrespect DeJounte Murray? and even not really disrespect him, but I just really think that Ingram and McCollum were the two best players in that game.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was it was interesting to see, dog. like, I watched this game tonight, and I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but this game tonight, to me, said, Zion may be back, but it ain't his team no more. C.J. McCollum mm. has cemented himself with the Pelicans fan base, and I think that's the best thing for him, right? Like, I've always looked at C.J. McCollum as, hey, like, You and Dame are the same dude. Like, you may not be as good as Dame, but you and Dame are legitimately the same dude. It's not going to work there. Hey, let me take 95% of Dame and put that on the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram that's already cooking, maybe bringing back Zion Williamson. But with this team tonight, without him, they are a problem. And I got to give flowers to Dawg. I I don't know if anybody ever saw this coming. I think Toronto fans (laughs) probably didn't, seeing as how he's here. But Jonas Valanciunas... 22-14 22, 14 on nine of 14 shooting, yeah. and he he's added a little bit of a three ball to his game. One steal, two blocks. I love Jonas Valanciunas. I feel like he is such a key factor on this team because every time Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum start to get cooking, going to the rim, and they decide, hey, we're gonna double you up. We're not gonna let you get to this bucket. There's Jonas right there. Let me grab this one hand that on your head real quick. I love what I saw from this uh, from this Pelicans team tonight, though.
0: And it was a great game for Jonas because the Spurs didn't have anybody that like breaks you down off the dribble. right. They're yeah. a team that passes a lot. you get you have to get a lot of ball movement going. they they thrive on like the the unit of their team, right? They're yeah. not just like, I mean, the Mavs or, or another team like that that just relies on one player breaking you down off the dribble, yeah. isolating and driving and things like that. And so Jonas can play in these games. Like, Jonas can just be out there, and it wasn't a liability at all to get, you know, taken off the dribble. And this Pelicans team can throw a bunch of different looks at you. And imagine if they did have Zion, how many different looks they could throw at you then, because then you could play the Zion at five, you know, Zion yeah. at four with a big, yeah, yeah, Zion yeah. at four with a, a, a mobile big, and Jackson Hayes, because they were throwing – they've been throwing Jackson Hayes as the – you know, the big next to Yodis is for a while now. And it just gives you another look. They got those big twin towers, and then all of a yeah. sudden you have these these wings and Ingram, who's become a better defender this year, and Herb Jones, who do do we have to do a whole Herb Jones thing on this podcast?
1: Because <laughs> Herb Jones!
0: I think it was done en- I think it was done enough on the broadcast, but uh man, I mean he just made an incredible impact defensively. Yeah. And that allows you to do so many different things because you just all of a sudden, like, all right. He's shoring up that that spot, right? Like boom, he's there. He's going to be defending. You don't have to worry about him. He's actually going to be a positive impact defensively. Right. And all of a sudden it just it allows, you know, CJ McCollum to do his thing, allows Brandon
1: Ingram to do his thing, and every every piece can just fall where it is. The depth of this Pelicans team is what you got to look at. I mean, Larry Nance on a lot of teams is like a, a starting four-piece, like a mm-hmm. nice, like, hey, we're going to throw you out there. You're going to be good defensively. Go get me my 10-point. He's the backup on his team, and he's he's coming in just now getting back. Uh, we didn't expect him to be back this season. All of a sudden, he's back on the floor giving him 14 minutes and just solid defensive piece. Literally did nothing else. Hey, Larry, what do you, what do you need to do tonight? I'm going to be big. I'm going to just yeah. be big. I'm large. Yep. Uh, but but the depth of this team is what really gets you going. And, and shout out to Mr. He Can Shoot. Jose Alvarado always proving <laughs> that he needs to be on the floor. Can he shoot? Yes, I can. Splash, proving he always needs can to be on the shoot? floor. Can he shoot? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little upset the Bulls got got by it. I think the Mavericks got got by it, too. I don't I don't remember. But I'm a little upset that we didn't get to him, like, sneaking and technically was a technical foul. Oh, like yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His team crowding around him and running on the court. Well,
0: it's just so well known now that everybody knows it's coming at this point. It's like his been calling like card. Six but times this year. It's wild. <laughs> him and Herb Jones closing this game out yes. I thought was huge. Like, all of a sudden, like, Okay. I know Locked On Pelicans host Jake Madison has done a whole lot of stuff about, about what the Pelicans have done with Zion and what um and what the you know what the front office has done with Zion and all that kind of stuff. But like <laughs> is uh <laughs> is David Griffin doing a good job? Like David Griffin's doing a good job, right?
1: I like it. I, I like I like everything that the Pelicans have done. I thought that there were so I'll say this. I like everything the Pelicans have done, except most of their head coaching choices. This one's worked out a little bit better than most, but they also have C.J. McCullum on the team now. But like a lot of their a lot of their head coaching choices down on the Pelicans is 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 where I'm like, Ugh. but I mean, listen, this team is completely. You add C.J. McCullum, that's the difference of superstar level 10. Like, yeah. the Pelicans weren't a team that people were worried about before this. The Pelicans weren't even on the trajectory of getting into a play-in game. And yet here we are. And they're winning a play-in game. And it <laughs> didn't look like they belonged in the play-in game. I'm not going to lie. For them moving forward, like you said, they're soaring. They are flying right now. And I can't be mad at anything they do, man. Like, like Keep keep it going. Keep keep rocking with it. I think the biggest question mark, and I, I'll ask you, dog, like, is this Spurs team going the right direction? Ooh. Ooh, well, we
0: got we got time for the we got time for the Spurs. I still wanna I wanna hang out with the Pelicans a little bit more because this Spurs team, I think they are they're going in a direction for sure. Because they've <laughs> they've, they've gotten some they've <laughs> had some setbacks the last couple of years, obviously. Yeah. But with this Pelicans team, I, I love that they don't have a point guard. They have C.J. McCollum. They have Brandon Ingram, who have both been pseudo point guards in the past, right? Yeah. C.J. McCollum, you just mentioned, like, he can handle the ball. He can he can distribute a little bit. Brandon Ingram, the, the best moments he had with the Lakers was when he was used as a point guard, right? And then the best moments he's had as a Pelican in, in past years was when he was used as a point guard, when he was used as the primary ball handler, distributor, and all that. And so I, – I, I'm I'm happy to see where they're going right now. They brought in De- Devonte Graham and like he didn't really factor in at all in this game. That was like their big acquisition over the off season. season. <laughs> and yeah, he didn't really he didn't really factor a, a lot in there because guys like, you know, Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy didn't do a, a ton in this game, but he's factored in this season. Yeah. that those guys have stepped up. C.J. McCollum that, you know, the insertion of him really put Devontae Graham back, but it's those extra moves. You, you hit on like four players, you add four players to your rotation in a, in a given season. And that's usually yeah. a pretty good sign that your team's going to do something.
1: It, it, I, 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 like I said, for me, like, I think the Pelicans biggest change that we've seen with, with CJ coming in is, is the downhill attack. Like Brandon Ingram kind of became the mid range assassin, right? Like we all like, when he went there, we were like, Oh, is he going to be the next KD? Is he going to be the next KD? <laughs> And then he was like, he's like, he's a nice, (laughs) great value version of him. Like I I can still, I still get the good use out of him, but he ain't KD. But for me, like I, I look at Brandon Ingram now in this game and I'm like, he's driving a lot. He's attacking the bucket quite a bit. And I think that's a wrinkle to his game that adding CJ there because now everybody's going downhill. Now you've got so many weapons that you can go to. Like you said, man, like Jackson Hayes, uh, uh, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanchunas. Like there's so much there that's added. And especially like with CJ coming down on the drive and kick now, adding that into what the Pelicans do. I'm really excited. I- I'm going to be real with you. Like you watch Zion and you're like, Zion's amazing, but. I want to see a full season of this and I almost want to see a full season of this without Zion because mm. Jonas is giving me 22 and 14 right now. And I can add something else to that. I don't know if Zion just walks in here and all of a sudden you plop him in and he's the perfect fit for the, this team, the way it's constructed. Now I would also like to see CJ McCullum throwing lobs to Zion Williamson, <laughs> but I don't know though. Does Zion just plop in here and be good? It's just it's tough to add a player like that, like
0: into the middle He's of something so that dynamic. seems to be working, right? Yeah. Uh, coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about Zion Williamson. We'll also talk about this Pelicans team has another game to play. They have another game against the Clippers. Can they win this game and go against uh, the Suns in the first round? That's their that's their prize to go against the best team of the NBA at the end of this. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get into the Spurs. Are the Spurs going in the right direction? Talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet. Online BetOnline is the best place to go check out the odds and lines for all the series in the NBA. All right, my Dallas Mavericks plus two fifty to win the series. The Jazz plus three hundred. That's already that line's already moved. It's not as bad as say the Bucks over the Bulls right now. Yeah, are right. Bucks are a minus ready? minus fourteen hundred favorite. The Bulls yeah. are a plus eight hundred. That is yeah. that's a big gap right there. Yeah. Um, pretty big. Celtics minus one fifty, Nets plus uh one thirty. That's that's the that's actually the closest series, Nets and Celtics. That one's pretty wild. Uh, Raptors, Sixers. The Sixers are a minus one seventy favorite. Are you feeling an upset there with the Raptors? A
1: hundred percent.
0: If you are, go ahead and put it down. Get the odds before <laughs> you're going right there. Check it out on Bet Online. They have all kinds of series props and things like that. Milwaukee versus Chicago. The correct score, Bucks. Uh, four to one, they win the series in five games. It's plus 185. What do you think is the, what do you think of the odds for the Bulls to sweep the Bucks?
1: Uh, plus heaven,
0: <laughs> <laughs> plus 10,000. You can get it on Bet Online, so go check it out. It's Bet Online, it's where the game starts. <laughs> Thanks for bringing Lockdown NBA. Your first listen now. Make your next listen. Lockdown Mavs. Lockdown Bulls. Go check out those episodes today. Great stuff from both of us. Nightly recaps of every NBA game on the Lockdown Now podcast. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right. Last thing here with the Pelicans. They're gonna go play the Clippers now, and the Clippers. Look like a team that everyone was everyone was seen you pick them against the Timberwolves and everyone was saying, Oh, they're gonna go face the Grizzlies, and then if they face the Grizzlies, they could even win. But now Pelicans versus Clippers, who you got?
1: You know, this is a tougher pick than I thought it would be because of how on a string the Pelicans played tonight. I, one, didn't expect the Clippers to be here, and two, I was like, yeah, the Clippers will beat whoever they go against. But the Pelicans really showed me something tonight, right? Like, the depth of this team, the the ball movement that this team showed, that, that there were multiple weapons that they could go out there and go after. Now, granted, they were going up against a young San Antonio team that's not going to play defense like Paul George and them boys are. Like, that's not going to have that same level of expertise. And I, I think the big thing that you have to lean on is experience here and so because of that for me i'm still gonna go with the clippers but this is now a much closer game to me than i thought it was going to be i thought whoever came out of this okay they get to the next one and they're gonna get smoked but like i really feel like the only thing that's tipping the scale in this sense is maybe not talent even though this this clippers team is way more talented than they were last year and they took the uh, uh uh sons the set to six but in this situation i think it's just the experience of being there before like this spurs team i feel like there was a little bit of that right like you heard pop tonight say like hey we're playing real young we're, young, we're playing yeah. like the young guys tonight and so like you can tell even pop understands like experience means something in these moments cj mccullum's been in these moments he's been in these big moments big play yep. games i think he's Uh, Valanchunas has been in these moments before big play games I think that's about it on the team but at least having those guys there makes the difference where nobody on the Spurs really has on the Clippers you can't say like that whole team has been in big moments Yeah, Norman Powell was a part of the Raptors Uh, uh um Robert Covington was on Philly in their playoff run. Uh you know like and the Rockets. every everybody in that on that team has been in those moments. So for me, I think that that the experience and the talent will tip the scales in the Clippers' favor going
0: into this. We said the same thing about the Timberwolves. <laughs> we said the Clippers would absolutely win that game because because yeah. of the Timberwolves if you picked that game and that was sort of the, the argument there. It is yeah. just wild to see that Clippers team fall. Um the Timberwolves slowed it way down. The Timber, you know, the Clippers shot 45% from three and still didn't win that game. I thought that was wild. They turned it over 17 times. And yeah. uh yeah, I think that if you get into a, you know, a, a shootout where it's just like, all right, who's the best in the half court? You got C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. And who do the Clippers have? It's like Paul George and Norman Powell. Hopefully Norman Powell gets more shots than Reggie Jackson in the in in that game because I think that's your key if they're going to slow it down again, if they're going to try to go for just a half
1: court, yeah. you know, back and forth situation. Uh, but
0: yeah, I, both these teams, this game on
1: Friday night is going to be fun. I'm excited for that one. I, I think the biggest thing you got to look at with it is like, how much? Like I feel like we saw the Clippers one. There's still it's. It seems does it seem you like they're still trying to get used to the fact that Paul George is back. Like there's a lot of like, hey Paul, take the ball, do what you do. We're gonna get out of your way. Yeah, Instead right. Of the ball movement that we saw before, where Reggie Jackson was cooking, and then all, on that on that same side of things, like I mean. This is probably as crazy as it is to say this is probably the best coach game we've seen of the four game. We've seen a lot of poor coaching and these and <laughs> this play in turn. Tyloo didn't have a good
0: game against Ty Lue the Timberwolves. Had an
1: awful game.
0: And that and and I I think mean neither did Chris Finch with the whole Carl Anthony Towns thing and how they kept him out there and all that. I mean, it's been some there's been some weird decisions made.
1: That's that's what I mean. So like I think that one, I think Tyloo's actually a good coach. And I think that'll play a little bit into this. But I mean, like, if we kind of see the Clippers, I can see a a scenario where the Clippers get beat. If you see them just kind of like look at Paul George and you're like, okay, do Paul George stuff. (laughs) And that's that's kind of what we saw. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you agree kind of like they got a shot in that situation, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Both teams. I'm interested to see actually what the if the bet online has an has a line for this. Uh, coming up. They don't yet. They have Atlanta Cavs. They have it. <laughs> they they're pretty quick. They have Atlanta Cavs already, but they don't have the mm. they don't have the Clippers in, in this. But uh, CJ McCollum is going to go back against Norman Powell and Robert Covington, his former yeah. teammates. So that's sort of a little rematch there. Uh, the other thing we should mention is the Pelicans opened the year three and 16 made it to the play and they could still be the eighth seed. That's pretty incredible for that team to get this far. Uh, oh, last thing. Actually, I'll say that for the end. Uh this this let's move on to the San Antonio Spurs. They lose this game, but they had they had some fight in them, right? They went down 20 in the third quarter. That third quarter run by yeah. you know by the Pelicans really seemed to put them out to put them out of it. it didn't seem like they were going to come back at all, but they go on a 16 to 1 run in the fourth quarter. They cut it to 8. I think was the closest the closest they got to it. And that was even surprising, right? They they um, struggled with Dejounte Murray getting three fouls early. Jakob Purtle had two fouls early. They were just really taken out of their game at that point. They're not a super deep team. Like they're, they rely on those five guys in their starting lineup to really, to really play well, right? Yeah. If they rely on Murray, Purtle, Devin Vassell, who carried them a little bit in this game, and Keldon, and then throw in either Josh Primo or Trey, Trey Jones or Lonnie Walker, or maybe sometimes Josh Richardson. Like they throw in one of those guys every once in yeah. a while. And they rely on the five. And when one of those five is kind of taken out, or two of the five is taken out, it seems like they really struggle in that. Pop mentioned how they went down, they come back. Seems like something they do all the time. But I want to focus on this. This Spurs team last year lost in the play-in to the Memphis Grizzlies with, you know, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jonas Valanciunas. So Jonas Valanciunas has knocked out the, the Spurs two years in a row on two different teams. I thought that was funny. Um... But last year, the Spurs team that played in twenty in 2021 was DeJounte Murray, Pirtle, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker. But then the other starter was De, was uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Now think about all that we've seen from DeMar DeRozan this year. He's probably going to make an all-NBA team, all that kind of stuff. You take DeMar DeRozan off of this team, and and you also take Patty Mills, who was on the bench for that game last year, Rudy Gay, Gorgie Jang, and Derek White was, did not play in that game. You take all those guys off the Spurs – And they still end up in the same spot as they are last year. To me, that's so much on the development of those young guys. That's why I think they're going
1: in a good direction. I I think uh, it's it's tough for me, right? Because, like, I agree that they're going in a good direction. But the biggest thing for this Spurs team would have been winning this game and having a shot to get to the playoffs where that pressure is really like, okay, we actually can get here. Because – we're we're dealing with the with the bull, on the Bulls side of things. Same thing. Like we're going into this, and the, the bet online has the odds that way. The Bulls have no idea what the playoffs are like. You got a couple guys on this team that know, but like as a team as a whole, they have no idea what the playoffs are like. I think that's a key for this Spurs team to kind of take that next step. There's a ton of talent on this team. Like I said, I love Devin Vassell. I've always been a fan of his since he came out of a uh, out of FSU. Um, Poto's a nice piece on this team. DeJounte Murray's an an all-star. He had a tough night tonight, but I mean, he's an all-star. There's a lot of talent on this team, but it feels like that seasoning of like, hey, this is what we're actually playing for. This is what these moments mean. This is what, and like I said, the experience tonight, it seemed like CJ McCullum, right? Like even when the Spurs start creeping close. Yeah. It felt like CJ McCullum was like, all right, guys, let's let's put them away. We're, We're done. Let me hit
0: this mid-range <laughs> shot. Let me hit this mid-range shot and just put him down. Yeah, th- this Spurs team is, I think, a little ahead of schedule. This should yeah. be a team that is, like, tanking and trying to get a better, you know, draft pick. And, and Pop was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> like, well, We're not we're not going to deal with that. And so we're going to take these young – and they have such young players. Was like he, Josh, Josh was Primo. He, it was feels he, like
1: Pop was like, we made the
0: playoffs? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> We're still playing. There's one more of these. <laughs> this team is so young. Josh Primo, the youngest player in the NBA, 19, yeah. 19 years old this year. Uh, Lonnie Walker, 23. Devin Vassell's 21. Keldon Johnson, 22. Uh, Murray and, and Pirtle are 25 and 26. They're a little bit older, but still, still you know, younger guys in the NBA. So I think this team is a little ahead of schedule. Um, DeJounte Murray, he had a tough end of the season. He had an upper respiratory illness that kept him out of the last five. Yeah uh the five of the last six games, that was about ten days that he was out. And he just wasn't the same. He just wasn't the same as what, what Greg Popovich said. And that really took him out. I think if he would have been better, I think the Spurs may have had a good chance to win this game. Uh, because he was just not great in this in this game at all. But all that yeah. said, I think the Spurs are going in a good direction. They took a huge step forward in development. And hopefully, like what if one of those guys pops? Like we we've seen DeJounte Murray pop. Uh pun intended, I guess, with with the word pop. Like one of those guys, one of those guys, Keldon takes a step forward. Here. Devin Vassell, who was was good at really good at times in this game, takes a step forward. What if Josh Primo takes a step forward and one of them takes the same kind of leap like DeJounte Murray did? Then all of a sudden the Spurs are are getting out of this game next year. Yeah.
1: I I, I like the Spurs. I like the direction they're going. I think the biggest question mark is pop. He kind of came out a little bit a, a yeah, after right. the uh, – after. what do you say? It's inappropriate to ask me. Like, yeah, are you resolves. continuing to
0: coach next year? It's are, inappropriate you, are
1: you to. done or not? Like, it's inappropriate to ask at this moment. Okay, all right.
0: He's still getting over Becky Hammond, taking all that money from the Aces. <laughs> wow.
1: That was my
0: retirement plan.
1: <laughs> there I there have my go. 401K in her. All right, come,
0: All right, coming up, we got the Atlanta Hawks moving on to face the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Charlotte Hornets. Guys, what are you doing? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, Pat, you got your glasses on. Let me tell you about my glasses. Whoo, Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. Polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames. Feel those? Durable. You're going to stick around for a while. And something you won't find anywhere else. Shady Rays is insane protection program. Shady Rays also includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try right now. Go ahead and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's On is the promo code. ShadyRays.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to get two, uh, get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can go check them out. See everything they have available for you. That's promo code On at ShadyRays. .com. All right, Pat. There was another game. There was, an, there was, was another game.
1: That?
0: Oh, word? There was another game? There was another game in the association. The Atlanta Hawks just cruised. I mean, just cruised to a victory over the Charlotte Hornets. It was as if there was not a defense out there. The Hornets had a little lead at the beginning of this game in the first quarter. And then the Hawks kind of took a lead. And it was staying around 10 for a while. And then... The third quarter came and just between Trey Young finally impacting the game and, and Deont and uh um oh and, and Hunter DeAndre Hunter finally um breaking out and having an incredible quarter where he went off for 16 points in that quarter uh it just blew the doors off of the the Hornets and then it was just over. How are you feeling about this Hawks team?
1: Um playoff Trey's going to playoff Trey. Woo! I mean, I
0: thought he played terribly for the first two quarters. Like, I thought that the Hornets tried to take him out of the game with the doubles and the trapping and all that. Like, he still only shot eight of 24. Yeah. You know, uh, he didn't really impact the game a ton until that third quarter where he just, you know, did play off trade, (laughs) like like what you just said. Um, It's, but even with that, like, they were still winning (laughs) when he was playing bad.
1: It's so weird watching this. Like, it was. both of these games were, like, kind of, like, you were like, okay, it's still kind of a game, all right, it's still kind of... And then, like, the third quarter of this game, it was like... Yeah, same. Are you guys you guys going to play? Like, what, did you forget how to play basketball in the locker room? Like, I watched this game, and all you saw was just like, wait a minute, this team's actually deep? Wait a minute, Bogey's still good. Oh, wait a minute, Herter's, Herter's playing pretty well today. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Capella, what what is... No inside presence, huh? No. When when I saw Montrez Harrell on Clint Capella, I was like, "Oh yeah, Montrez Harrell guarding is a recipe for fifteen points, seventeen rebounds on six of nine shoot on six of nine shooting." Montrez Harrell guarding is the reason you want Montrez Harrell (laughs) as the energy guy and not the focal point of your defense.
0: And then they couldn't use him in the in the paint anymore on defense, so they decided to throw him out on the wings like somebody that was in the corner. And it ended up being DeAndre Hunter, and he scored a lot of his third quarter points because he was just over either over the top of Harrell or around Harrell, right? And so it comes with these guys. These like you hear about people talk about. Well, there's you know Draymond Green has talked about this. There's 82 game players and there's 16 game players, right? The ones yeah. that are made for the playoffs and ones that are not made for the playoffs. And Mantras Harrell is one of those players that. You can depend on him to be like, you know, the bullpen guy that that comes out and gives you some, eats up some minutes and scores points for you in the regular season and does the dunks and his arms are super long. And you're like, Oh dang, all of a sudden this guy yeah. changes a quarter for you in the regular season. You get to the playoffs and he's just getting eaten alive out there. Right? Like you just can't rely on a guy like that in the playoffs. And it's seen, it's been seen time and time again, Houston, the Clippers. And now here we go yeah. for the Hornets again. And, uh, but yeah, this Hawks team—they do this, man. Like this Hawks team is maddening because they'll come out and look like this at times where they'll have what do they have? Six players in double figures. They'll have Hunter get twenty-two. They'll have you know, well, Danilgaonari doesn't get eighteen for them as much, but yeah. like they have these guys that can have these swings. That's the 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 vary the varying variation the. What am I trying to say? <laughs> like the, the highs and lows. The highs and lows of this Hawks team are just maddening at times because you see what they can be. They can be that team from last year, but yeah. then there are other times when you're just like, oh, nobody's hitting anything. Trey's getting trapped,
1: and you just you know they just can't win games sometimes. But this was not one of those games. <laughs> it was it was interesting, right? Because like you watch this game and you feel that feeling of like, hey, these guys are actually like one of the scarier teams that I could see having if it was Brooklyn or if it was Cleveland, of course, we now know it's Cleveland in that matchup. But, but if it was either one, like you go into that game, like, eh, they, they blew them out and and (laughs) Trey young really didn't get hot until the third quarter. Uh, If if Trey young is hot an entire game, he can do anything he wants. I feel bad for Cleveland fans heading into this game. You gotta be holding your breath trying to figure this out. Right. Because like, he had 24, like you said, the first half he really didn't do anything. He's still one for seven from the three-point line, but the the one for me, like that that, that, that like that piece that hurt her. Where'd that come from? Like it was like it was like I know you can do this, but like tonight you're gonna do it. To- okay, you're ready to go. You got your tap dance shoes on. Let's let's get busy. Like and it was that- right from the jump from with him. Like he was the yeah. guy in the first quarter that was keeping him out there. It, it's it's just. It's one of those things where it's like and, and and even DeAndre Hunter like the Hawks have those players where you just look and you're like, I don't expect him to do much. And then he has like 22 that game. you're like, (laughs) where'd that come from? That hasn't been here the entire season, but tonight you got it. And I think that's why, to me, out of all the teams that you're talking about, the Hawks are the scariest team. And I think you could see the Hawks make it into the playoffs and get that eighth spot over Cleveland based on how they're playing. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Hawks Miami might be more interested than we think, (laughs) though might be more
0: interesting than it, we think it's it's definitely going to be more interesting than either clippers pelicans and then Suns, right it's definitely more interesting than that it was so whatever whatever you listening you want to admit it's definitely more interesting than whoever plays the yeah. Suns. but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah this this hawks team it's the you know the varying degrees of success that you can see from this team they just uh yeah <laughs> there's guys on that team that they didn't even have great games and they can come out and have a better game next time it's like
1: Right. And they're a team even as they're currently constructed right like they've kind of beat some of those better teams. They beat some of those like
0: Yeah, they've had good wins.
1: Brooklyn, they've beaten the I don't know if they beat Miami this year. I think they did beat Miami this year if I'm not mistaken. They might have like they've got some wins under their belt even with like the injuries, even with dealing with COVID. The fact that they have 43 wins with everything they went through this season, you got to clap it up for them in that sense of the word anyway, but I mean like they they got some nice wins under their belt and they're a competitive team. I'm gonna be real with you. If I'm Miami and I get Trey Young one eight, it's like, all right. I was hoping for a nice 4-0 sweep here. Yeah, maybe a five one gentleman's game. Like I didn't, I didn't expect that. Possibly have to take this thing to six or seven. Yeah, and
0: you can trap Trey, and he's figured out ways to have the other guys beat you, right? Yeah. And it just, it's just gonna be if the team can defend inside and can. Uh, bam out of bio. If they do, if they do move on past the Cavs, well, well against the Cavs, you're gonna have. Evan Mobley back there, which is definitely yeah.
1: going to be better than
0: whatever Plumley brother and Montrezl Harrell was out there the hornet.
1: The Plumley brothers, bro. The Plumley brothers was, are the great value. It was. I don't Mason. know. Is great value was, too high praise? I was going to say great value Lopez <laughs> brothers, but like that might was, be high praise. It was not Marshall.
0: It was. Not, <laughs> what was the other one? Mason Miles Plumley was the other one. It's, it's, there's a bunch of them. It doesn't matter. Uh, whichever one, interchangeable. The Hornets. Moving on to the Hornets, they lose this game. They get blown out. Their defense just looks absolutely bad. But I think I saw Brad. I saw Brad Roland, our Locked On Hawks host, say that. Yeah, the Hornets' defense was bad, but at times their offense looked worse <laughs> in this game because they just didn't seem to have a go-to right. Lamelo Ball didn't didn't to me step up and be all right. I'm here for this moment. I'm big for this moment. I'm stepping up and I'm going to be able to hit this shot in this yeah. moment. I don't. He didn't seem to have. A go-to move or a go-to shot for me, and it seemed like the moment was got a little bit too big for him again. So now we're two years in a row with this Hornets team. They lose last year, 144 to 117 to the Pacers, and now they lose this game and get blown out again. Their starting lineup last year was Ball, Bridges, Rozier, PJ Washington, and Bismack Biyombo. This year. They upgrade Bismack to Plumlee, and that was the only change in their starting lineup. And, the yeah. only, and then Harrell was kind of their only real change off the bench, and I guess a little bit of Isaiah Thomas, um, Cody Martin, I guess they bring in. But they, they didn't really make a ton of changes. What do they do now?
1: Listen, pressure breaks pipes. Like you talked about with Montrez. Harrell is those guys that are 82-game players. Miles Bridges, I love you. What the heck were you? What, 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 well, what were he doing, was bud? he was getting
0: like, double taxed and getting ejected, and then you know what I'm saying. And, and at that some point, girl.
1: <laughs> at, at that point, it's a blowout, and you're and you're just pissed that you're in the game and you're ready to go. I'll be honest with you, I'm, I, whoo, you got to go sit in Jordan's office after this? That's a oh. that's a tough one first. you got to go sit in Jordan's <laughs> office after this loss two years in a row. That's I
0: didn't a even bad think day. About
1: that. You didn't have exit interviews day. with Jordan, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not putting it like lamello shooting wise didn't have a great night at all four for 14 from the no. three point line seven for 25 from the field shot awful most of the night right but lamello finds Lamelo finds ways to get himself in the game eight he for does. ten from the free throw line i can live with a player doing that because you're doing so much on every other part of the court you have to find terry rogier i great great novelty guy good player does does a lot gets good score but like you have to have a guy that Lamelo can go to because what is Lamelo's greatest skill? Whether we want to yep. say he's a better shooter than his brother, whether we want to say he's the best ball out of them all, their their <laughs> court vision is what you have to go to and what you have to look at. So for me, like I'm looking at Lamelo ball, and I'm like he has nobody to pass to tonight. I thought that was going to be Bridges. It was not. Let's go to Rozier. Ugh. Let's go out to uh, P.J. Washington. He, Let's maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like P.J. Washington had a good game in this.
0: One. He was the only one. But he's he, not your he, go-to score like Miles or, or Rozier
1: Right. Is. So, like, for me, I'm like, you don't have. And I get that you thought that that was going to be Gordon Hayward. But listen, that yeah. shit has sailed for me. Like, if Gordon Hayward hasn't been that guy for LaMelo Ball since LaMelo Ball's been in the league, I don't think with age he's going to be that guy starting next season. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go find him another number one. And please, please, please. Please don't, don't go get, like, I'm a Russ fan. Don't go get Russell Westbrook. For what? For what? Like What are we doing? <laughs> That's the big rumor around Charlotte. Like, Charlotte might be Ooh. interested in Russell Westbrook. Why? Yeah,
0: they just watched them give up how many points in the paint, and they're just going <laughs> to go get Russell Westbrook? That's going to be their fix? <laughs> we need that energy. <laughs> Let's take the ball out of LaMelo's hands more.
1: <laughs> yeah, duh. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's, for me, you got to find LaMelo somebody else that can be a go-to guy along with him. I think it improves LaMelo's game. I think he can improve somebody else's game. Even if you go get a guy that's like a mid-level guy that puts him on that next like, but you have to have somebody like you can't come into another season. Essentially, I don't see them moving up in the standings next season. Do you, do you think that this team like takes a leap based on what we have right now? Like I get if they add somebody, but.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, unless unless Bridges make t- Bridges kind of made a leap this year, right? And we didn't say unless Gordon Hayward comes back healthy again next year, they they take a step forward. But like that Cavs team isn't going anywhere. The Bulls aren't going anywhere. Like all the teams above them aren't really going anywhere.
1: That we and know the Hawks about. were below them and they ain't going nowhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they, no, they finished the season tied. So yeah, like they're right there with them. They're not going to be there. uh We think the Knicks. No, never mind. <laughs> no, <we're>,
1: we don't <laughs> think the Knicks. No, we're good. We don't think the. Knicks. We don't think the Knicks at all. We don't think about them at all. But yeah, sorry, sorry to they, lock on Knicks. First off,
0: they got to find. They I'll send you a bottle. They got to find another. They got to find another. Yeah, another go-to guy. Yeah. whether it's, you know, package a couple of those guys to get a, a number 2 next to LaMelo.
1: Or Do you put this on LaMelo? Well, like it <laughs> It's tough
0: for these younger guys, right? When they get into a game like this, you want to see them do what Anthony Edwards did, right? And like yeah, step right. up and be like, "Hey, this is my moment. I'm taking this right now. I'm taking really this right. game." You wish that you could see that from. But my, but Lamelo, you were right that Lamelo Ball did have an impact in this game for sure, right? Like he did find a way to score, find a way to eight assists, you know, eight free throws, like that. That's solid
1: stuff. He's contributing to this game, but he didn't find a way to win the game. Right. I yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I feel like you gotta. I don't know that eight assists needs to be. 13, 14
0: for me. Well, they, they shot
1: 13 of 41 from three. I'm, I'm well, assuming he's going to have some
0: potential assists yeah. in this game.
1: Yeah, no, no, no I, I get it. That's what I'm saying though. Like, like he needs somebody else that is like, Hey, LaMelo and like, it yeah. can't be LaMelo and Terry Rozier. I right, see you in the play in next year. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, man. There you go. That's what we got on the play. in. so coming up on Friday, we got some great stuff. Good games. I'm really excited for those Friday games. I think they should be pretty good. You have the uh, Pelicans versus the Clippers. You have the Hawks versus the Cavs. And then that'll determine who the eighth seed are. And then the playoffs are starting. Next week, we'll have playoff games. Guys, stick with us. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Listen to Locked On Mavs, Locked On Bulls. Check out those shows. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom.
1: Peace.